0: Legacy Maker, the
1: All Sports Network, presents a Sertoba Media production, where the struggle is real to be awesome. Five, four, three, two... The wait is over.
2: Are you giving it to Dale Earnhardt Jr. because he piggybacked off of his dad's name? Because the only difference is because there was a junior at the end and not a senior. Yes,
1: Z. yes, and, okay. because, and, because, and because the fact is, Drew, Boy, wait, <laughs> oh
2: my God. <laughs> I had Miami Heat winning last night. I was, I was <laughs> upset too when they lost. us with you because of the fact of what Get
1: your popcorn ready. It's time for the In or Out Sports Debate with your hosts. And Drew Willingham.
2: Hello, everyone. We are live with another episode of the In or Out Sports Debate. I'm your host, Drew Willingham, along with this week's special guest. She is the host of Monster Minutes on the Legacy Maker Sports Network on the weekends, on Sundays, on Facebook. You can check her out. She is Becca Cottingham Quimby. Welcome to the show.
0: Hi everyone! Hey Drew, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Hey, not a problem. We've got an all NASCAR edition on this evening here for you on episode 26. And we've got quite a bit to discuss, but before we get into that, we do have to acknowledge the Vault of Fame.
0: Acknowledge me.
2: And here in the Vault of Fame, we acknowledge the previous participants here on the Inner Out Sports Debate. And with that, with Episodes 1 through 11, we have Rob Johnson. Episode 12, we have Ty Montgomery Jr. Episode 13, we have Corey Mann of the Undisputed Champions. Episode 14, we have Greg the Golden Boy Anthony. Episode 15, we have Ty Montgomery Jr., Episode 16, we have Brian the Snowman Snow of Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. Episode 17, we have LMSN Program Director and Mr. Rollback, Darrell Owens, with Episode 17. Brian H. Waters was here for Episode 18 of the Wrestling Realm. Episode 19 for subbing in on that one for Paul Schofield was James Brown. Episode 20 was Wale Ekins of the Urban Sports Scene and Fox Sports Radio. Episode 21 was Xander Anthony, son of the Golden Boy Greg Anthony, here for episode 21 with an All-NBA edition. Episode 22 was Wally, one half of the Undisputed Champions with Corey Mann. Episode 23 was Paul Schofield, LMSN alumni. Episode 24 on Monday, yesterday, Corey Mann of the Undisputed Champions returned, and Joe Diller Jr., who is also at the Legacy Maker Sports Network and also at the Commonwealth Sports Talk, was here to discuss topics on episode 25. Today, we have Becca Cottingham-Quimby of Monster Minutes here to discuss an all NASCAR-related episode. And before we get to that, next week, as previously announced, we have Double Debate Monday coming on for episode 27. Lamont Thomas is here next Monday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern here for episode 27. Following that for Double Debate Monday, we have James Brown here for episode 28 at 8 o'clock p.m. And just so you guys, if you're not sure, you could ch- check out all these different handles for the in or out sports debate. We'll show this here at the end of the show if you want to check us out on other platforms getting back to episode 26. I know that was a tongue twister and thank you for sticking with me, Becca. That was a lot to get through here at the beginning of the episode, but I have to give acknowledgement to the previous participants. Without you guys, I don't have a show. It takes two to tango at least with this show. So before we get started with that being said, I'd like for you to take a minute or so if you don't mind and tell us a little bit about Monster Minutes.
0: So we're in our fourth season of Monster Minutes here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network Facebook page. Um, I go live usually either every Saturday or Sunday morning, depending on what day the race is. So if the race is on Saturday, I'm going to go live Saturday morning. I break down the previous race and then I, of course, if not... Uh, if we had a break the week before, then we'll go over the weekend before the race. And then what's uh, the race that's getting ready to go down? So we talk about that. We talk about all the drama that happened during that week. Uh, like this week, for example, we're going to talk about uh, Chicago getting a road race uh, on the street. And Bubba Wallace was uh, had his car out on the road today, actually, as a matter of fact which is pretty cool to see so we'll talk about that especially next week on our episode this sunday um and we'll talk about the upcoming um race that we have um breaking it down who might have a good chance to win who might not who was our former winners so lots of different details and things like that um that we'll we'll talk about we'll go over comments that people have my husband does tend to comment on there um so he's learning NASCAR too, he finally started watching um, what I started doing Monster Minutes after they brought me on about four years ago. So um, I became the NASCAR girl, so.
2: That's a great story. And, you know, definitely with that, you got to start somewhere. So it's good that he's he's starting out with watching <laughs> with you and then, you know, picking up some things on the dirt sheets as well. That he's been checking out, too. So
0: his family is actually into racing well before we got together. So um, his dad actually raced cars. So he knew a little bit about racing before we got together, but he watches it a little more frequently now um, with me on the weekend. I watch football with him, too. So. One or the other of us is always yelling at the TV.
2: (laughs) 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 Never fails
0: all year round.
2: Watching my uncle race when I was a kid, he used to race the Southside Speedway and its surrounding tracks and stuff, too. You know, so that's what got me into racing. If it wasn't for him doing that stuff and for me going there on Friday nights, I wouldn't really know NASCAR probably growing up, you know, in the 90s. That's what got me into it.
0: I grew up, I like, my house is half a mile from Southside, so I could hear it every Friday night. Um, if I wasn't there in the stands, I, I could hear it from my house, so I could hear them doing heat laps and, and getting ready for the main event. I could hear the announcers making announcements. Um, I, I miss hearing the race cars being at Southside. Um, when we go to Martinsville, actually, um, we drive right past South Boston, um, Speedway and see South Boston Speedway, which is so cool. Because it's still one of the small uh, dirt, um small tracks that are still available in the Virginia area that is still active and still going. We do have a couple other little local tracks that are still up and running. Um, so if you have a small local track in your area and can go, go support those tracks because they're few and far between. Um, I have a couple friends that are still very active in the racing community. Um and so I'm, I'm super excited to watch them. Um, one does Langley and Dominion, Old Dominion. And, um, so.
2: Well, that's cool. Just like support your local business, support your local racing. So with all yeah. that being said, let's drive this on into round one. round one. With round one. Let's talk about someone who's pretty local there, Becca. Let's take this to Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning this year's Cup Series championship. How do you feel about this, Becca? Are you in or are you out on this?
0: I am in that he does not have a chance. Um, Denny Hamlin so far has been one of the most penalized drivers, um, so far leading up to this, this point in the race, um, season. Uh, yes, they normally hit their stride, uh, going into the playoffs. Yes, I know this 100%. Um, they've come very close. Uh, they got down to the final four at Phoenix and couldn't close the deal, but, Toyota is still struggling with learning the next-gen car. They're still having issues hitting the marks that they need to hit um, consistently um, between tires. Um, they just got Christopher Bell a win, um, finally. Uh, Mark Trish Jr. still has not won. But uh, Denny Hamlin's crew is, between Denny Hamlin and Denny Hamlin's crew, they're over 26 penalties for the year already. and. We still have quite a few races to go. But then there is the issue of the drama between Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin. And there is still going to be more drama between the two of them. There's just no way there can't be more drama between the two of them um, for the rest of the season. Because Denny Hamlin has hit his point. He's made it very clear that he's hit his point with Ross Chastain. But those two keep meeting up on the track. Um, Denny Hamlin says he's going to find a way to get him back when it matters. And I'm sure that he's going to. But he has to be careful in the way he does it because he's either going to get part by NASCAR or he's going to end up taking himself out at the same time when he does it. Um, (laughs) You're going to either wreck yourself, wreck your teammates, or um, end up doing more damage than you do good. So um, we saw what happens when tempers flared last week between Austin Dillon and Brad Kozlowski um, over we have no idea what. They just, tempers flared. Um, on the track. So um, I just, at this point, I don't see Denny Hamlin and the, the mindset that he's at making a, a, ra- a true run for the cup. I, if he can, he's going to have to get a complete mindset change and attitude change at this point.
2: And a lot of people have been saying this about Denny throughout his entire race career, about the little chip on his shoulder and about him being a prick throughout his entire race career. That's why I got to go in on this, too. You know, Denny is in the top 20 in points, right? You know he's only got one less win than the guy who's in first, and that is Chase Elliott right now in the current standings. Chase has got two wins. I know Chase has got three wins. Denny's got three. I mean, Denny's got two, but Denny has only got like two or three top fives or whatnot, and that's what's making the difference in points. He's three hundred points almost behind that top that top spot. So you don't have as much racing left as you did two and a half, three months ago to where you can make up ground to get these points back. And like you said, the penalties add up. It's just like yardage in, sport, like in football and runs scored in baseball and points scored in basketball. All that stuff makes a difference when you're talking about seeding to make a run in the playoffs. And now that NASCAR's got this playoff format that's all set up and, and it's been set up for a very short period of time, different than what the other sports that we have around us that so we can compare them to, it's not as easy to get into to play, get into the championship uh, finals as it once was. So there's there's a little bit more competition now. Denny and his the way his driving and his attitude, it's all caught up to him. It's all, karma is catching up to you, Denny, for being a prick throughout your career, and that's what I feel. That's why I'm in on this, and I got to agree with you.
0: I, I don't even it, part of it. I think is yes, karma is catching up to him. I, I mean, I do have to say I have seen him multiple times at the track because I've been very blessed here recently um, with the restrictions of COVID being lifted. We have been extremely blessed to be able to go to several live events, and out of all the drivers, um, they do red carpet events, and I. I'm one of those people, I give people where credit is due, when credit is due. I do the same thing for Cobbush. And I don't have a favorite driver, and I'm the first person to tell you, I don't have a favorite driver anymore. Mine retired. He's in the booth now. Um, I'm a Dale Jr. fan and have been for the longest time. Um, Like I said, my driver's in the booth now. Um, So he is one of the drivers, unlike other, other of them, who actually took the time to walk down the red carpet, and actually sign autographs for the fans. Um, So while, yes, he does get booed, and I've heard him get extremely booed, just like Kyle Busch at Richmond. I've heard him get booed extremely badly at Martinsville, just as bad at Darlington, and at Charlotte. So not just in in our hometown, um, literally, um, he grew up and went to the high school a mile away from here um at Manchester High School. Um <laughs> he got booed at Richmond Raceway, um, where he would have grown up and watched races. Um he went and had a, a charity event at one point in time at Southside and um I wish he would have continued doing charity events at Southside Speedway. Uh but then it kind of outgrew um that kind of venue, um, for what he wanted to do, or it wasn't just as cool anymore. Uh, cool enough. We weren't and enough or something along those lines. Um, and then, you know, things change. Um, and and Denny's always kind of had this personality of being a bad boy ish type thing. And that's fine. If that's the persona he wants to have, that's cool. Um, Kyle Busch kind of has the same persona too, Um, but at the same time, I I give Kyle Busch the same props. You know, his wife has an amazing foundation that helps um, parents who can't, you know, they can't have children. So they have an IVF foundation um, to help support patients who can't afford IVF therapy um, to be able to have babies. So, which is so cool because they've had that issue themselves. So instead they've made a foundation to help other families.
2: As as is a, a human doing a great job. As a yeah. NASCAR, NASCAR driver, driver though, maybe no, not so much. you are not so much. So when you, I see where you're trying to help the man out by giving him some props and <laughs> his with his humane work and his philanthropy. I, I give you that. Okay, I will. I'll give you the, the one up on that one. I'm still not changing my mind. I still don't like him, and that is part of it. I'm not. I'm not saying this from a fan's. I'm just saying this from professional. But with that, let's go ahead and take this momentum into round two. Round. You know, here with round two, I don't know if Becca's going to agree with this or not, considering what she just said about, you know, her favorite driver being in the booth. The Petties are the all-time family of NASCAR. Becca, how do you feel about this? Are you in or are you out on this?
0: I'm out, and I'm not out. Okay, hold on. I'll wait for the thing. You're out. <laughs> I'm not out because I'm a Dale Earnhardt senior fan or a junior fan. I guess I am a junior fan, but I think honestly, this sport takes more than one family to create uh, NASCAR. NASCAR is all about family. Um, so for me, it can't just be one family being an all time family. I think it takes the petties. I think it takes the Earnhardt. I think it's, t- yes, it's gonna hurt me to say this, I think it takes the Bushes. Um, Again, I'm not a Kyle fan. But you know, their outside work is amazing. Their foundations are amazing. Um, It takes all of them to be the all time families of NASCAR. So for me, I can't say that it's just one family that is an all time family um because all of their competitiveness on the track gives us what we talk about off the track it gives us that that it's like the elliots too you gotta put the elliots in there because they're just as important in that that mixture too um the burtons they all bring that drama and the the mixture uh and passion that we as nascar fans we love and then and then we love the hate because you have that one family you're like really do that (sighs) because then you like last year you had the harvard fans that were hating on the chase elliott fans or the chase elliott fans that were hating on the harvard fans and this year you got the denny hamlin fans that are hating on the Ross chastain fans so it literally nascar is a family so for me you can't just have one all-time family it doesn't work like that because NASCAR in itself is a family um so that's why I'm out
2: you do bring up a pretty good point you know if I've had this topic on the show once before back in episode three you can see in the intro where we had talked about it a little bit in episode three and you bring up a pretty good argument between what you said however I have to respectfully disagree I'm in <laughs> Becca, the reason why I'm in, you got to look at it. Lee Petty was the king of NASCAR in in the 50s. Richard Petty was the king of NASCAR after that and succeeded him in the 60s, 70s, and 80s up until he retired in 92. The man raced from 1958 to 1992. You got to give him his due, okay? So when you combine his father and him, even though the next best one, in my opinion, would be who you're a fan of, the Earnhardt family. I would have to say between Dale Senior, Dale Junior, his dad Ralph, all of them between within the 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 lineage of NASCAR, I, it, it's tough between the two. But between victories in time within the sport, I gotta give it to the Petty family. Even though you know you got the ones after that with Kyle Petty that, that didn't do much. You know he had like one good year. Even though. I found it interesting and I meant to upload this picture to the slides, but there was a Kyle Petty video game I did not know about in the nineties. A Super Nintendo game about that. Everybody, if you don't, if you're not aware of this, Google the Super Nintendo version of the Kyle Petty NASCAR racing game. Very, very terrible graphics. Cruising USA was better than that one, but I would not recommend wasting your money on eBay or whatever to buy this Kyle Petty game. Anyway, back to the topic. This is why I'm in. You got a, a Petty that even isn't even as great as the first two. It has his own video game, Becca. He's got his own video game, and he wasn't that good. So when you compare him and the two before him, that's I gotta say, if you if you suck and you got a video game, you got to be a part of the greatest family in NASCAR
0: yeah i mean i've been to the petty museum um you you have the petty museum dale earnhardt does have an entire street and there's of course the dale earnhardt museum um but you also have to look at there is the promoters we're not even looking at the promoters of nascar into the consideration of, of the families that go into this because if it wasn't for the promoters of NASCAR, we wouldn't even have part of NASCAR that helped build the tracks that these drivers raced on. We'd no, still be racing on dirt and, you took and the or the words streets right out of my mouth. I was point. about to say
2: it. You took the words out. I, I was about to say dirt, but you said it before I, you called it.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with dirt racing. I love dirt racing. Don't get me wrong. I love root. it.
2: It's the roots it's of the racing. It's root, the mm-hmm. roots
0: of our, our, of our sport. I love it um we have a lot of drivers that love racing dirt and it's great i love it it's fabulous race is completely different than what asphalt or concrete races completely you got to drive completely different too um but i mean we just had one of the massive the burton just died burton smith just died he has a massive highway i don't know how many car lots leading into charlotte they're uh massive massive i I was like when jay and i went to charlotte i was like holy crap i'd never (laughs) been to charlotte this is my first time going to charlotte we went for the coca-cola 600 um literally right before burton smith passed away and it was huge first of all is like a mini city within itself, the Speedway. Um, but I mean, these people have like many highways, like dedicated to them. So in Concord, you cannot miss some of just the NASCAR legacy that some of these families have left behind for us. So like I said, that's why I'm, I'm completely out on it taking, just one family because if you don't have the promoters or, or the people that backed NASCAR to start with, the Francis family, um, because they helped build, you know uh, as well with NASCAR, yes, racing, you have the petties, I love the petties too, I think they're wonderful. The king and his feather hat, it's, it's classic. You have Dale Earnhardt, I was not a Dale Earnhardt fan. I, I would, so I did not carry my loyalty over to junior because of Dale Earnhardt I was not one of those fans. My husband gives me crap about it every day. He really does because there's Dale Earnhardt's junior stuff all over our walls. Um, <laughs> he has no clue how much Dale Earnhardt junior stuff that I probably got rid of prior to him, you know, moving down here because I had a lot really did not stuff that was worth anything i kept all of that um i have a lot of collectible cars that are dale juniors um most of them are with my uncle and like a beautiful case it's wonderful um yeah i'm I'm one of those crazy people but uh, i don't have a problem admitting it um because yeah it's dale jr i was one of those people that spent all that money and didn't care I was like here, Dale Jr. Yes, awesome! I'll buy that. And that, not. Um, it had Dale Jr. name on it. That's cool. Well, everybody's <laughs> everybody's
2: got their thing. Whether they they collect one thing or another, everybody's got their thing that they're into. But speaking of that, we do have some breaking news. We got to get into. And that breaking news is this: to go along with Double Debate Monday next week, we have Double Debate Tuesday, announcing episodes twenty-nine and thirty. Episode twenty-nine, we have a first trios edition: Jeremiah Quimby and Darrell Owens of the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Darrell makes his return for his second episode in the Interout Sports Debate. Jay's first time in the realm of the sports debate, realm of the Interout Sports Debate next Tuesday at six thirty p.m. Eastern. Following that, with his first appearance with episode 30, we have Ellis Pollard, professional wrestler on the independent scene, next Tuesday for Double Debate Tuesday here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And with that, we do have a really good round to go into with round three that we have to get into with something that just happened pretty recently. Let's check this out. Round three. With round three, Brandon Brown was in the wrong for calling out JR Motorsports after wreck at Road America. And before we give our take on that, let's take a look at this clip from that accident.
1: Oh, oh no. Slammed into the side of him, and he spins into the wall. What a move by that yellow car Jones to miss the wreck, and here comes the rest of the field. They can't see. It's smoke all the way across more coming in too fast and more contact a huge impact to tyler right in that 48. drivers going through trying to get through but couldn't see and a lot of contact and we see josh balicki taking the sargento billboard with him i don't know if that's what sargento had in mind but good coverage so much damage look Look at at all these cars And and some cars rolled away with significant damage as well. Remember, this track is only 30 feet long, 30 feet wide. See Balicki making his move. We saw Moffitt and the smoke coming up from that Daniel And a lot of damage there. This might be one of the biggest road course wrecks we have seen in some time. We talked a lot about spotters and blind areas of the racetrack. And I think that's what you saw, Rick, is is you 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 continue to see smoke and dirt all day long. And now this time there are cars on the other side of it as we see think that's brandon brown yeah brandon brown climbing out gingerly climbing yeah. out great to see him yeah that big hits yeah. big Huge hits how hits. the reddick with big damage it all started with sage caram and noah Gregson going at it yeah and john hunter nemo a lot of damage to the 26 yeah, it's gonna be a long long list oh yeah brandon brown down you see him up against the wall as the amr safety crew getting to him quickly my snyder coming to check on him Yeah, Mike Snyder climbing out of his car to check on the driver of the 68, Brandon Brown.
2: You know that seeing that clip, Brandon Brown was in the wrong for calling out JR Motorsports after a wreck at Road America. How do you feel about this, Becca? Are you in or are you out on this?
0: I'm out.
2: Becca says she is.
0: i'm out because he's not the only one that called him out number one number two noah Gregson was in the wrong and number three even junior himself said noah was in the wrong and he needs to take it out of his bag of tricks boom that's really all there is to the matter noah was wrong he shouldn't have done it like he just wrecked a whole bunch of cars that didn't need to be wrecked. First of all, he got his panties in a lot. Yes, I called them panties, and yes, I've realized most men don't wear panties, but seriously, his boxers, his briefs, his whatever, even it got or, twisted. Something got twisted. He was mad. Uh, he was being rubbed the wrong way. He got angry, and so he got. That anger pants going on. Yeah, we'll call him anger fire suit, maybe. We'll go with anger fire suit. I like that one better, anger fire suit. The anger fire suit going on, and because he was rubbing against this other race car driver, or he was going against this one. Literally, that's what was happening. And he didn't like how he was being raced. The dude should have just kept going and, and stopped being the way he was. It was just a matter of keep driving and get away from him. Sometimes you just gotta do that. You gotta get away from the negativity or the driver that's just not doing what you need, what you want them to do. It's just like on the highway.
2: I and concur, with, is, I concur is, with your <laughs> <laughs> thoughts, and that's why I gotta go out on this as well. And with that opens up our first installment of this. Yeah, do since we both disagree on this topic, we both get to see the Bishop Bullwinkle seven seconds of awesomeness. No, but for real, right here, I mean, we. how can you agree with this? I mean, he definitely wasn't in the wrong. Noah Gregson was, you know, basically hitting someone else and caused a 12-car pileup in front of, you know, for no reason, just to, to make a move a little bit forward when he could have just waited a, just a couple seconds later and made the move got around without having to cause such a big pile up in an accident so selfish racing selfish driving without thinking about it but we do have some things we need to get through we have 28 comments to get through in the of mayhem cool. right here let's get to this uh, midway point of our show <laughs> Thank you, fans, for the comments, by the way. Keep them coming. We've got plenty of show left. We still have three more topics to go. I mean, two more topics to go after this. First of all, we have commenting first. We have Ben Fulp on Facebook saying, let's go. Ron Becca says, (laughs) Jay. (laughs) No, (laughs) honey. Pisco says, LT. Talking about with LT Slide that was here. Excited to see LT finally back on a show here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Rick comments with "Go, Becca," and if Thanks Rick is Rick. if Rick is still here, sorry for throwing it down last night. But come on, man, Nick Chubb is not the greatest to ever wear the number twenty-four in all of sports. Let's get that straight. Come on, Pisco says Mrs. J throws that one up <laughs> in here in the comments. That's me. Pisco says that's such a dope idea. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's probably something that you said here at the beginning <laughs> with with, uh, with talking about with um. It had to be something that you are talking about. Pisco, if you want to take a second and acknowledge what you are talking about, please bring it back. Rick says, South Bend Motor Speedway, of all the uh, speedways that you were talking about with South Boston, Rick brings up South Bend. We have an appearance from this guy who's recently started commenting on our YouTube page. NASCAR, let's go, says the chosen one. He's excited about this episode, it looks like. Ben Fulp says, As much as most people from Virginia dislike Danny Hamilton, I guess he's talking about Danny Hamlin, from Mechanicsville, VA, he's got a chance if he gets in the Final Four.
0: I mean, anything's possible if he can get in the Final Four, but he's got to definitely clean up these these errors because uh, if he cannot clean up what he's got going on in road right now, and not and he's got to clean up this this drama with Rosh Hassse. he's not gonna have a chance with this drama with Rosh Chastain. The two of them are going to take each other out at this rate. It's hilarious.
2: no, you're absolutely right <laughs> i got I gotta agree with that as well. and then Rick chimes in about that Hamlin is training. For Days of oh, Thunder. That's too. hilarious.
0: I love that. Can we have a Days of Thunder too? Oh my god, I would totally watch it. Come it's on, it's been let's over do 30
2: years. It's about timing. Think about how they can do things with CGI now. How great that movie would be. This would be, would be, be fabulous.
0: I would love it. I would go see it. I cried at Top Gun Maverick. I would probably cry at Days of Thunder too.
2: Cole Trickle can't still be racing 30 years later. He's got to be like a crew chief or something now, or own a team. It doesn't
0: matter i would still cry
2: (laughs) because i mean you know they're probably afraid to remake that movie you know i I almost put that in here like something about that movie as a topic but i figured if you know for for 2.0 we do another nascar one down the road we'll we'll bring that up some other time
0: as long as it's not shaker bake from ricky bobby or whatever that movie is no i never watched it we're okay
2: I, it was a great movie, but it was not the best NASCAR movie of all time. No, I would never bring that up there. No, that would be a it joke seems of a to topic. This made me I feel that.
0: like my my brain cells die.
2: <laughs> Fourteen different winners this year. It's all about who gets hot. That's a yeah. good point, Ben. That's a really and good point.
0: At the rate we're going, we could possibly have sixteen different winners. We still have another road course to go. Charlotte still got a road course to go. Um, so we could still have another winner at Charlotte Road Course possibly um, because every road course has had a different winner so far this year. It's possible Charlotte could if um, Chase Elliott doesn't win it or Kyle Larson that maybe Martin Trucks Jr. will finally get his win because he needs a win still this season. Um, so uh, yes, Chase Elliott's done fabulous at that one. Um, and he's been pretty much on a hot streak here recently. Um, so, and, and we still have Daytona yet left. Daytona at the beginning of the year was completely insane. Completely insane. And we still have that coming up. So, and Talladega again. So, we still have a chance for Ryan Blaney to win. True. Uh, sure. Because he's pretty good at um, Dennis
2: Ch- the chosen one chimes back in with Dennis, who talking about Denny Hamlin. Ben goes back in with let's talk about Kyle Bush going to the ten car for Stuart Haas raising and Ty Gibbs going to the eighteen. this so, is a, this is a this is one that we could talk about for a minute. What do you think about this your- I'm
0: losing my my earbud. So um they have said, um so far, this has been a hot topic uh up for you know they were finally thankful for once to not be in the news on this Uh, ty gibbs will be in the X18 series at least one more year um they have not announced yet who will take over uh, stuart haas for eric amarola for silly season yet um they want to keep Kyle Busch in that 18. They want to. They do not want to lose Kyle Busch in that 18. Um, I don't, I honestly don't know at this point, and I don't want to say that they do, that Tony Stewart has enough pull, unless he has some major sponsor sponsors up his sleeve that can sway him to the 10 um to to move him from toyota he's been very loyal to coach gibbs for for so long um they have been very hush hush since april when he did his media oopsie that's what i like to call it his oopsie uh <laughs> the best way to put it it's cowbush he never does anything oopsie in his book um unless he's running into cones on pit road and getting fined at Darlington, um, <laughs> uh, on purpose, unless it really is for a purpose. But he, you know, Toyota has been very, very vocal that they want to keep Kyle Busch in a Toyota. Oh,
2: absolutely! Pit. With what all he's done in a Toyota over the years, so they would be yes. foolish to not throw whatever money it takes or whatever wine yes. and dining they got to do to keep this man on that and, team.
0: But they and, still got some time too, to figure
2: it out. They still got some time to yeah, figure it out, Ben. That's a good topic to bring up, though.
0: Super good. And that's it's definitely really good. Cool. At Richmond this year, um, he's got a family of with a, a grandma that's got cancer mm. in the Toyota racing um, booth up in the booth um, or in a box actually, and he's gonna meet her. So oh, that's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that is
2: definitely cool. Cody Stewart throws in a comment right here with the Earnharts are the family of NASCAR. Richard Petty is the Bill Russell of NASCAR was great, but the racing was so much different than what Dale Earnhardt Sr. drove and beyond. That is definitely a good point to throw in there. I actually will have to. I still don't change my mind from what I'm still old school with my thought process, but I do like what you bring to the table. And Cody Stewart um, uh, just reached back. I haven't had a chance to reply to it, but it just responded to a message where I'm trying to get him on here here before the end of the summer. So um, but that's a good one to throw out there. Paul Schofield comments with go ahead, Drew, go ahead and give your man love to the petties. hey I gotta give I gotta give Petty the, the Petties some love on that one. Ben Fulp chimes back in. Adam Petty would have been a great in NASCAR, and he absolutely would have. That he is have. That is kind of like the um, not in the same way, but how Len Bias was taken too soon in basketball, um, how we could have seen something special with him, um, not in the, the same fashion, but still gone way too soon before we got a chance to see what he could do. Jay Quimby, your other half comment, says, don't forget the grandson that passed away in the Petty family. That's it, yep, between Adam what he was just talking about here. With Ben, that's that was definitely in the same uh, comment. It was probably mm-hmm. on two different uh, streams. They were both commenting on. Cody comes back with, Emmett Smith has the most rushing yards in NFL history, but we all know Barry Sanders was better. Played many less games. Same goes with Dale Senior versus Petty. I would hope not. I would hope somebody who races for almost forty years had two hundred wins. Laugh out loud. That is a great way to spin that. But yes. He still raced for 35 mother fathering years, Cody. He <laughs> raced for 35 years. Now I know that I'm going on and on about it and people probably feel this way about it, but I still don't care. I'm gonna keep saying it, but I'm still gonna play this slide anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but that was necessary with that one. Becca loves uh, Disney, and it was necessary to just get that in to this show right there at some point, so I had to. Pisco comes back about the Earnharts, talking about them as the number one family of NASCAR. He was just here for episode 23 last week. Ben Fulp comes back in. Cody, go to bed with that NFL comment. (laughs)
0: Dang, (laughs) Cody. They're it up on you there, buddy.
2: And then Paul says, Ben, and then Ben says, Paul, you too. Cody Stewart goes, facts, facts are facts, bro. He's just firing right back. Y'all got some good points.
0: This is true. I mean, it it really is. Earnhardt did score, had scoring the better finish in 274 of 415 races. um, And Earnhardt won 52 of those races. So, and Petty just 15. So there is a big difference when you do still compare some of their records when you compare the two. So Cody definitely does have have some facts.
2: He does. And, uh, you know, Bish comes back with chat room is only for fans that that driver is first in points. And I got to (laughs) admit, before I even go through that, I accidentally read it wrong while you were talking. I was I was laughing in my head. I was like, did he just say this chat is for only fans? Like, this is not not for only fans. is for Ah. NASCAR. No, no, you put it right. I read it wrong in my head. But I just thought it was funny that that, those two words were so close to each other. Oh,
0: gosh, that would be horrible. (laughs)
2: It would, but no, he actually going back to this point for fans that their driver is first in points. So I'm guessing that he is a Chase Elliott fan. But with that being said, Paul Schofield says, who are you going about Cody Stewart? I'm guessing about the facts of the facts, bro. Ben says it is what it is. Paul Schofield says Sargento got some extra advertising and you're right. They did with that one clip in the video where where it shows that, that one Sargento clip. Ben goes with laughing my ass off. Paul comes back with the shock, the Chicago road track, and talking about that. Rick comes back with South Bend, Indiana, one quarter mile oval. So I guess he was responding to when we were just talking about the comment earlier on. Paul comes back with Talladega Knights, pissing excellence. You are absolutely right because we're all jacked up on Mountain Dew. And screw you, Chip. That's the best parts of the episode. Can't can't do that. Can't do that. Shake and Bake was great too, but it's still not as good as Days of Thunder. We can't have it in the same comparison. Rainforest <laughs> comes in saying it's not going to happen, Ben. And then the Chosen One says Kyle Busch is a dirtier driver than Noah Gragson.
0: He can be. I will. I will agree with that. The Chosen One. He Kyle Busch can be very dirty when he comes when it comes to driving. But I, I also think too it all depends on when you learn how to drive, what what generation you learn how to drive. If you learned from the generation of Dale Earnhardt Sr. to drive, that type of driving was a-okay. And like, there was nothing for Dale Sr. to put a bumper to you if he wanted to get around you. And, and it'd be okay, because he was going for the win. Boom, get out my way. I want I want where I want to be. I, I want the win. I'm going for the win. This is cool. I, I'm I'm Dale Sr. I'm gonna do what I need to do. I will put my cool shades on, my black hat, my black number three. Cool. And then you you know, now we have the Ty Gibbs, we have the Rosh Saints. we have the the Kyle Bush, we have the dirty er drivers. Or the one I'll call them the drivers with bad attitudes. We'll go with that. Bad attitudes. We even had like the, the Denny Hamlin's, um, you know, and, and they've gotten the, these attitudes. And well, sometimes yes, they they drive dirty. At everybody, I mean, how many times did we catch Jimmy Johnson and Chad Canales in the gray area?
2: we definitely let's be honest we definitely did you see them a lot in the gray area i got to give you that one too and we got to keep things into the gray area with where we're going to take this into round four thank you guys for the comments and acknowledging them for one we will take your comments back here at the end of the episode um for the final comments but right now we've got to get into round four
0: round four And
2: here with round four I, I like to call this segment by the numbers which you know per episode but depending on the number episode we are in number 26 today so i'd like to go with this one junior johnson is the greatest nascar driver to ever wear the number 26. how do you feel about this becca are you in or are you out on this
0: i am in uh- Uh, stats-wise, race-wise, he's won 50 races. He is an NASCAR Hall of Famer nominee in the class of 2010, he's Junior Johnson. I mean, really, hello. I wasn't even alive then, but I even know who Junior Johnson is. Um, the only other person really that I know that's raced in the 23 is Ricky Rudd and has 23 wins uh, in the 23. And while that's awesome, he did have a nominee for Hall of Fame, but didn't quite make it. He is one of the top 50 NASCAR greatest drivers, but not quite Junior Johnson status. So, um, I I totally am in on this. You can't, can't not be, in my opinion, be in on Junior Johnson being one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR to wear that number 26.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with this. I'm definitely in on this as well. There is one driver you left out in the new millennium that is wore the, the 26, and that is Jamie McMurray, who's actually represented the 26 in NASCAR. Which you know is weird because you would think that you know with Junior Johnson being as impactful as he was to NASCAR back in the day, they would have retired it. But I mean, Austin Dillon's came back in the three, and the, you're seeing other numbers being brought back that you would think are retired. So, you know, it's not surprising to see somebody else in the 26 after Junior Johnson. But like you said, there's nobody else that you can really compare and really argue with. Because like you said, the next person that we can really think about, you know, besides what I just mentioned with Jamie McMurray is Ricky Rudd. And Ricky Rudd was, you know, more impactful in that tied car than Jamie McMurray was in 26 car in his new millennium. So I got to agree with you on that. And with that, um, let's take this into the final round where we're going to actually pick up where we left off earlier with something that we talked about, but we're going to actually take this into the best driver and not the family. Let's see where we can go with this this in the final round. Final
0: round. Here
2: in the final round, Dale Earnhardt Sr. is the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. How do you feel about this, Becca? Are you in? Or are
0: you out? I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of flack, because I'm out. I don't think we've seen the greatest NASCAR driver yet. We, yes, NASCAR, I know, I know. Right? Like I said, I think we've, we, <laughs> I'm sure I was getting ready to, to get a lot of flack, and probably a lot of weird looks. Um, yes. Dale Earnhardt Sr. was amazing. He did a lot of great things with a car. We've got a lot of great drivers right now. Kyle Busch has done quite of amazing things with cars. Kyle Larson. Has anybody watched on and drive lately? My husband, I won't tell you what he says he looks like because, yeah, my husband has his own commentary with that. But Kyle Larson has been breaking his records left and right here recently, especially last year. Um, We had Jimmy Johnson, who's tied a lot of those same records. So while I want to say yes, that Dale Earnhardt is the greatest of all time, he might have been the greatest of that generation at that time. And I kind of look at it the same way as I do basketball. Like, when I was growing up, did I think Michael Jordan was the GOAT? Absolutely. He's going to, he's the GOAT for me, but who, for for the, the new generation, that could be Le- LeBron James, or that could be Seth Curry, I don't know, but because I think each generation of NASCAR has their own, like, their own GOAT, or their own person that they look to as a GOAT, and we keep breaking different records each year, or, or, or different drivers break different records each year and like this year for nascar we've already set a different record for the most new drivers to win a nascar so that's why i I stand by as of right now i don't think that we've seen possibly the best driver or the goat at nascar do i think that dill senior is an amazing wonderful awesome sauce hands down one of the greatest that we've ever had? Absolutely. Am I ready to say hands down that he's the goat and my final decision? No, I'm not. Um can I can I come back to that later once I've seen some more of what we got right now and how many more records that we could break here with our current set of drivers? Probably. But right now, he's not my goat um and i'm not i can't say any of the drivers that we have right now because like i said kyle larson broke records last year with three back to back wins it twice in the series dale senior did the same thing um record matched i mean we had seven championships by jeff gordon uh, not jeff gordon but jimmy johnson again something that dale earnhardt senior did again matched um, biggest wins, again, Kyle Bush has been winning across three series, uh, trucks, Xfinity, Cup series. He's got over 200 wins if you combine all that, not just in, in the Cup series, but if you look at all three, multiple. Uh, if you go and you include dirt tracks, multiple. I mean, he's well over 200 wins. So, there's more, even more history than what's in our history books of NASCAR. So, is there probably more to Dale Earnhardt's story than what we have written, or that was televised, or even wrote down, or than probably even I know? Absolutely. So, could he be the goat? Absolutely. But right now, I'm not really ready to say I'm all in.
2: Well, you know, you're out, and I, I'm out for a different reason. I'll tell you why. Becca, you, with the previous one, with the family one, and with this one, you were very devil's advocate-like with both of these topics. So, I mean, I can kind of understand where you're coming from with this. But with this, I don't have Dale Earnhardt as the best because, just like I was talking about with the previous topic earlier in the episode, I have Richard Petty at number one. That's why I am out. And because we are both out... We have both unlocked one more installment of We do not think that Dale Earnhardt Sr. is the greatest driver of all time. Richard Petty, in my opinion, is. Becca does not really have a decision on that this time. She says she's going to basically take some time and think about who her who her driver's going to beat. And nobody is really, from what it sounds like, has impressed her enough to where she can actually have a number one driver at the top of the list right now. That's what it sounds like. Because if I were to say a top five, I would have Richard Petty at one, Dale Earnhardt Sr. at two. I would have Pearson at three, David Pearson at three, Jimmy Johnson at four, and then Jeff Gordon. So the teammates at four and five. That's how mine would be if I were to do a quick top five off the top of my head and make a decision. But Richard Petty, even though Cody wants to say, you know, if he raced for nearly a half a century, he should have 200 wins. I'll give you that one. But at the same time, you know, he's still the king for a reason. There's nobody else that can say that they've raced for 35 years and have those type of accolades. Yes, NASCAR was different then. if he started in maybe 1990 and tried to go. Until 2025, maybe it might not be the same type of results because NASCAR was different at that time frame. But we don't, we can't say that because Richard Petty was in the NASCAR era that he was in. He has the numbers that he has. And until somebody else has those numbers and that stature and that clout to take him off his pedestal, at one, in my opinion, it will be Richard Petty at number one. And with that, we've gone through five great topics in this episode. In this first ever NASCAR edition with Becca. And with that, I do have to make acknowledgement that she has finally been vaulted. Becca is in the Vault of Fame for episode 26. She is now locked in the vault with the rest of these guys that we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. At episode 26, she is here with the rest of the participants. And one last time to go over what's on next week. Next week, we have Double Debate Monday, Episode 27. Lamont Thomas of the Legacy Maker Sports Network is here at 5.30 p.m. Eastern next Monday for Episode 27. Episode 28, the same day, Monday, 8 o'clock, we have James Brown of the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Double Debate Tuesday the following day. Jay Quimby and Darrell Owens join me for episode 29 at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And following that for Double Debate Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Ellis Pollard, independent professional wrestler, joins me for episode 30. I cannot believe we are in episode 30 already, but thank you to all of those who have made that happen. Four episodes of the In or Out Sports Debate next week here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And before we go, we do have one more segment that I'd like to go into and introduce to Becca, and that will be the final word. Of all the things that we discussed in the five rounds we discussed in this episode or just anything in NASCAR in general, what's on your mind, Becca? The floor is yours
0: um now if you like more uh nascar content come talk to me uh, live facebook on saturday or sunday most time it's on sunday because races are on sunday right here on legacy Maker sports network facebook page love to have you chat um yes i do comment back just like i do here on the in and out debate we'll do debates like this kind of on my show I'm no problem I, I do comment back I I'll even debate with you live like this um, via comments and respond to your comments live uh, so I, I love it I've, I've loved uh, NASCAR since I was a little girl um, thanks to my dad and my mom um, uh, NASCAR was something that um, my family and I have been involved in since I was a child um, so it's just something that I've always been passionate about and I've loved so um, Hopefully we'll be back live actually um, at Richmond. Um, we're hoping to get into Charlotte for the Roval um, coming up. Um, Darlington again, right there in time for the playoffs. And then hopefully again for Martinsville right there before we head off to Phoenix. So. Um, we'll have plenty of live coverage coming up um, here on Monster Minutes as well on Legacy Maker Sports Network.
2: That um, sounds good. Definitely check her out. Mainly on Sundays, like she said, on uh, on the Legacy Maker Sports Network Facebook page. I definitely left that up for you guys for you to check it out. Search that on Facebook. You can definitely check that out. She also has some clips on YouTube on our on our Facebook on our YouTube channel for the Legacy Maker Sports Network. You can check us out there at Legacy Maker Sports on the YouTube version of our um, media content. For my final word, I want to say, first of all, thank you, Becca, for joining me here for episode 26. We've had fun here with these five rounds, talking some NASCAR, some current NASCAR, some past NASCAR. Tell you what, that's a pretty um, there's a pretty interactive midway point with the fans, and we do have one more round of that to go to before we get out of here. Now that we've gotten our, our final word out, I don't really have much else to say except for definitely go check Becca out on our Facebook page and her Monster Minutes. Like she said, mainly on sun t- Sundays, sometimes on Saturdays. But if you don't check out our Facebook page, you won't know. So before we we sign on out of here, let's go ahead and take this into the final round of the comments from the fans. <laughs> Becca, they have lit us up again. We've got like 18 (laughs) comments to go through real quick.
0: Good job, guys. Thanks
2: thanks for engaging with us. I actually got to scroll back up through here for a second. Jeez. Where did we leave off? All right. So they were talking. Okay. All right. So Paul's last comments. Talladega Nights. Pissing excellence. We definitely left off there. That's where we were at. Rainforest says, not going to happen, Ben. Kyle Bush was the dirtiest driver yes, that he, he that Noah, uh, was, dri- dirtier driver than Noah Gregson. So we had gone over that. Paul Schofield says he concedes, but doesn't change his mind about the petties. Laugh out loud. Not mad at that. Okay. So at least I conceded. Okay. You got to give me a little bit of a break there. Okay. Days of Thunder is greater than Talladega Nights. You're absolutely correct, Becca. I, I agree, agree with on that, that one. Too. So for that, you definitely are on the same page with us, Pisco. Rick comes back with Tony Stewart is the greatest NASCAR driver Mm. of all time. This is like your Nick Chubb comment last night, man. (laughs) Come on, man.
0: I hate too bad on Tony Stewart. He has his moments now. I will put Tony Stewart in the angry pants category or the angry fire suits category. That man can toss a helmet.
2: <laughs> I am just baffled at what I'm hearing between the comment and this. Let's move on to what Paul says here. Becca, you're missing your cup of coffee. It just looks weird. <laughs> Laugh out loud. You know, it's actually, you're actually right. It's different. We don't usually see Becca on here at seven o'clock at night. I so- know- it's different.
0: I can't different. have in this hour. I'm sorry. No.
2: I'm You'd be up be all be... night Woo! if you did it right now. So Yeah. Ben, <laughs> well, look, ben I'm comes ar- back. I'm
0: still peppy enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ben says, Brian Maker, welcome, brother. Brian's here watching it with us here on the NASCAR episode of the Interout Sports Debate. Paul Schofield comes back with, we didn't do this in our episode. This is a dope segment. You're, you're definitely right with the number segment. He likes the segment, the numbers segment by the numbers. Paul Schofield comes back with Ricky Rudd. Wasn't it the Tide Car when he drove it? Yes, he must have said that it right was. before I said it. Because I, I adjusted that right towards the end when we moved into the final round. The Chosen One says it's 26, Becca, not 23. I guess maybe at one point you might have accidentally said 23. I don't know. You it, don't be don't be, don't, be, don't be correcting us on the grammar here, Chosen One. Why don't you get your own show and come it, out with the fact? It
0: is, sorry? Yeah, it's well, totally the 20. It is 26. It was wrong. I was wrong. That's okay. I don't mind being corrected.
2: I'm sorry, Becca. In the couple episodes that Chosen One has commented on here recently, since he's become a recent fan, he's been kind of a snowflake from season. I'm going to call you out on that. Don't don't be calling out Becca on this 26 to 23 part here at the, episode, at the end okay. of the That's That's just being petty. We're talking about Richard Petty and the Petty family's not trying to be petty here, Chosen it's One. It's
0: all good. I don't care.
2: Paul Schofield comes back with Ricky Rudd. Wasn't that the tie car when he drove? He said that twice. He said it, he oh okay yeah he did literally say that twice. Facts, facts and facts on senior. I guess you were he was liking what you were saying about Dale Earnhardt senior. The chosen one comes back with Drew's facial expressions are priceless in the final round. I was getting amped up right before you were about to before you stopped cuz I, I was ready to fire back in about that final <laughs> round. Yes, so you you were catching that chosen one. I'll give you a little bit more on that one. Rick comes back with each decade had its great driver. Y- you do have a good point because, you know, each decade has a different evolution of vehicle. So it's a different type of, of different type of sport, different type of race. It seems like with each passing yeah. decade. So I'll give I you think, that Rick.
0: I think Rick has a point. Like right
2: now. Yeah. Rick's got a good point with that. And with that being said, we'll go into what Paul says right here. Paul says, that the GOAT so far, that, saying he thinks it's the GOAT so far, the Chosen One comes back with Drew is ready to blow on this final round. Yes, I guess I hadn't had my chance to comment yet when Becca was talking about um, her, um, I would say, Devil's Advocate-like take on the final round part of our final driver. That's how I was thinking about that. Paul Schofield comes back with Petty. Talking about the petties again, because I'm talking about Petty again. Ben, fault back in the comments. In all sports, you go off of championship, but every sport has changed, so you go off of opinion. Hmm, that's pretty interesting. There, there, Ben. The chosen one fires back. With Drew is definitely a fan of the feddy, of the petties. Yes, I am a fan of the petties. I've definitely brought that up throughout the episode. I guess you can call me a homer for the petties great job becca new fan here i guess you he's you, you've signed him up for for monster minutes on facebook okay rick, come, rick comes back with no dirty driver
0: <laughs> I, I don't know I, I mean i've seen some dirty moves rick
2: he doesn't he doesn't agree with having a selection of a dirty driver i guess in there at number 1 oh
0: i mean i i don't I don't disagree with that. We shouldn't have a dirty driver number 1. However, I don't know a team that doesn't go in a gray area at this point. I really don't. I mean, if it's a area that they can find a way in the rule book to get away with, they're going to find a way to get away with it in the gray book, in the gray area. That's just the the way it is. I mean, We'll we'll take Talladega as an example. I was talking about actually about this to Jay earlier. Or or earlier this week or earlier this month, one or the other. Um, uh, At Talladega with the new composite bodies, they had to figure out how to keep the bodies cool. They used to use like dry ice to keep the bodies cool. until NASCAR says, no, you can't use them because they were freezing shocks to make the bodies lower and things like that. And so NASCAR found it, but they were using it. So then they made said something in the rule book that you couldn't do that. So then they had this year, if you noticed during, um, not qualifying, but tech, they were all out there with these umbrellas, like the big, big umbrellas. that you see like the golf umbrellas out there, like, oh, look at me. I felt like you should be like the pretty, pretty princesses out there with these golf umbrellas (laughs) in the middle of the heat because the composite bodies were literally warping under the heat of Alabama. So they were trying to figure out a way around their cars, warping just the smallest bit off, just the teeniest bit off. So, I mean, everybody's trying to find a way. One second faster is all it takes. And they're finding it. Dirty is dirty. And until they get caught, they're going to do it.
2: No, I, I agree with you on that. And ben has this comment here saying, SRX Series is awesome if you all been watching you know, I haven't really watched much of it, but I will say that in you know the some little clips I've seen. I do like the, the style of the vehicles that they have in and the type of racing they have. It kind of reminds me, I guess, the closest thing I could think of to I racing. I guess maybe you know, with the type of vehicle it is, maybe I might be a little bit off with that comparison, but that's just how I felt in a little bit of clips I've seen when I've seen some things on YouTube about it. I do um, keep
0: up with it on Twitter.
2: Okay, so you have seen it on Twitter, so you do have seen a little bit of it. Okay. Paul Paul comes back with, I can't stand Tony Stewart. He does have a hell of an arm on him, though.
0: He is a very interesting character. um, And he's definitely mellowed out since he got married. Definitely. And I'm excited for the series that he has together. Um, A lot of our veteran drivers, um, such as um, Kenny Wallace, you have who else is there um matt Kenseth drives in the other series a lot too the camping world series that he has together so um it's really cool to watch him and leah pruitt together pretty cool to just to, to watch what they do and how they've grown together 100 percent, really really cool um so while he was definitely completely different as an nascar driver um, 100% agree with you. He he definitely was a one of the ones I put in the Denny Hamlin, Kyle Bush category of current drivers.
2: Oh God! <laughs> uh,
0: attitude wise. Sorry uh, about yeah. that.
2: I just saw okay. a comment. I just saw a comment so we get to here in a second. I, I, yes, I'm sorry, but, um, All I'm nice. sorry to cut you off, but we got to get to it. it. It's that interesting. Before we get to that one, though, Paul says, always looking for loopholes, as every team should be. You're right with that one. The chosen one fires back in with smoke is a badass. Your husband, Jay, says, Paul, he will drive over you.
0: <laughs> that would be my husband.
2: The, the comment that I was saying, oh, God, to, here we go, Becca, get ready. Oh, boy. Rusty Wallace is the GOAT. I'm changing my take from a couple weeks ago. Fight me, Drew. Ooh. Well, here next month, we will have a chance to dance one more time, Paul Schofield, when you come back for episode 35. It'd be most likely 35. It might be 36. I don't know. It depends on if we can squeeze Rusty Cody Stewart in or yeah. yeah, Cody Stewart might That's be able to that. get him, if he can work with the day that I'm thinking of. You might be episode 36, Paul, if not 35. We'll get back to that here in a minute. But, yeah, save those fighting words for the next episode for Peace Go Returns 2.0, okay? All right, next one. I know the comment you saw. Yeah, you do, because I just went over it. I just went over it, Paul. You know exactly where I'm going with that. Now, he says, me being biased. You are absolutely 112% correct. I do want to touch up over one comment, though that we had earlier in the show that I kind of wanted to save towards the end. Give us this take on this again. How do you, how do you really feel about this one? Do you really think that they are going to lock Kyle Bush? You don't have to go into the Ty Gibbs part, but as far as the Kyle Bush aspect of that, do you think that they're going to lock him up after this season?
0: I really think that coach Gibbs will find a way to, to lock him into Toyota. I really do. Uh, they, they, Coach Gibbs has been very, very, and so has Toyota. They've been very much, um, very vocal about how much they want to keep Kyle Busch, how how bad they've been looking for sponsors for him since, um, you know, the Candyman, basically, won't be the Candyman next year. Um, Sorry. Or um, wonderful Cody Stewart's little boy, Eli. He loves his little M&M's car. (laughs) I'm sorry, Eli. Um, You might have to pick a new Candyman. You know, with them not renewing that sponsorship, that was huge for them. He's had that for
2: a very long time, since he came over to Gibbs Racing.
0: It, it's been a huge huge sponsorship for them and they've built like a huge huge connection together um and it, it's one of those things like I, I think my first richmond race that i actually got to go to which i was super excited about got to ask my first question actually to denny hamlin and um it became a sound bite i won't ever forget this and <sighs> Became, became a soundbite for Fox Sports, actually, for Bob. He stole my question and used it for a soundbite. Yeah, I still give him side eye when I see him. <laughs> um, I will never, ever, ever forget that, Bob, just so you know. My name is Rebecca Cottingham Quimby, and I don't forget stole my question and used the first a soundbite on Fox Sports and then didn't give me credit for it. I don't appreciate it.
2: Way to so suck, re- Bob.
0: Screw you, Bob. <laughs> I really don't forget things like that. So um, it was my first ever question to a NASCAR driver. Um. So, like, literally, we had m ms Darrell was actually with me. Um so it was literally our first Richmond event and um, they were the M&M, M&M's girls. I'll call them the M&M's girls, kind of like the monster energy girls, but they were M&M's girls and they were handing out new M&M's candies everywhere. They're like, do you want to try these new M&M's? And I'm like, what kind are they? And they were like, they're caramel. And I'm like, Ooh, I'll try some of those. And then there was, like, another flavor. And I think it was, like, jalapenos. Like, I don't want any of those. But I'll take the caramel ones because I love chocolate and caramel. Who doesn't like chocolate and caramel? Like, seriously. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and just they had those out in the midway for fans to get. Uh, Kyle Busch is gone after the season. I'm not so sure about that one. I don't think Kyle Busch has gone after the season. I really don't. Somebody will pick Kyle Bush up, even if it's not Coach Gibbs. He will have a ride. Kyle Bush has his own truck team. So even if he has to put himself in his own truck team, Kyle Bush will always have a ride. That, that's not, a pro- he's too talented. And I hate saying that. Like, because I am, again, not a Kyle Bush fan. He's too talented not to have a ride. Um... Now, if we were talking about Ty Dillon, whole different ball game right there, whole different ball game or, um, you you know, we're talking about multiple other drivers like Cody Ware. Again, I can see why he wouldn't have a ride. (laughs) Yeah, Drew's facial My own facial expressions I can see they're bad But seriously, like if we were talking about any other driver Besides Kyle Busch I I would definitely agree Um,
2: I've really enjoyed talking about a sport I fell out of watching after Rusty retired Great show, y'all Thanks, Paul Definitely appreciate that We definitely have had a great show, Becca We are at the almost the hour and 15 minute mark Into episode 26 and with that said, we do have to wrap this on up. Yes. We've had we've had five great topics. Thank you, fans, for being as engaged as you were throughout this episode. It seems like with each passing episode, it's getting better and better and, and more an enjoyable experience for the fans and for us. So thank you guys again for taking the time here on episode 26 of the Inner Out Sports Debate. Make sure you check Becca out on Monster Minutes on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. One last plug for that. Becca Cottingham-Quimby on Legacy Maker Sports Network. Saturdays, most likely Sundays, on Facebook Live. You can check her out with her take on the recent news in the world of NASCAR. With that said, there's only one last thing we got, guys. It's a badass outro. Stay stay safe, everybody, and Enjoy. <laughs>